The Chateau Marmont on Sunset Strip has been designated by celebrities as the place to go if you want to misbehave. The legendary hotel first opened its doors in 1929 as the exclusive residence for young starlets and was considered one of the finest buildings in Tinseltown. Over the years, the Chateau Marmont's troubled history has written a sordid tale of sex, drugs and rock and roll. On a nightly basis, the hotel caters to the Hollywood elite and has become a private hideaway for discriminating guests who need a place to escape from prying eyes or jealous spouses. Marmont is famous for many Hollywood tales, including Jim Morrison falling off the roof one drunken night, Led Zeppelin driving their Harleys through the hotel lobby, Sharon Tate's haunting stay weeks before her murder, John Belushi's tragic drug overdose in Bungalow 3, and Helmut Newton's deadly car crash in the hotel driveway. Many guests believe the hotel is haunted, and even some frequent patrons have gone on to encounter a terrible demise after staying there. Join us on a supernatural journey as we explore the mystical facts, investigate the celebrity scandals, and reveal the mysterious deaths of Chateau Marmont's most infamous guests. This is Death by Misadventure. It doesn't get more Hollywood than the Chateau Marmot Hotel on Los Angeles' iconic Sunset Boulevard, a luxury retreat built in 1920 with plans from a Loire Valley castle. In 1927, the motion picture business fueled Hollywood. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences was founded the same year, with 36 members, composed of actors, directors, writers, technicians and producers. The organization's first president was Douglas Fairbanks Sr. and its first award ceremony was held in 1929 to honor films in 1927 and 1928. When talking pictures became a reality in October of 1927, with Warner Brothers' The Jazz Singer, the entertained world was revolutionized. The first Academy Awards were presented in Los Angeles on May 16, 1929 at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. The ceremonies were hosted by Douglas Fairbanks. 1927 films released between July the 1st and December the 31st were eligible for the initial awards. With a newfound fame and fortune in Tinseltown, the movie studios were yearning for an upscale lodging to accommodate their young starlets and quench their thirst for the finer things in life. The history of bad behavior at the Chateau Marmont began as soon as it opened as a hotel in the 1930s and began catering to the Hollywood elite. Architect Arnold A. Weitzman modelled it after the Chateau d'Amboise in the Loire Valley, which is believed to be Leonardo da Vinci's final resting place. A.M. Holmes writes in her book Los Angeles to describe Chateau Marmont. The hotel's reputation as the place to go to misbehave dates to the days of the Motion Picture Code of the 1930s and the Purity Seal of 1934. 
The code specified not only what could and could not be shown on screen, but also its expectations of a star's behavior off camera. Studios rented apartments and rooms for the express purpose of having someplace safe for their actors to engage in whatever nasty little habits they had. The famous example being Harry Cohn, head of Columbia Pictures, telling two of his randiest young actors, William Holden and Glenn Ford, if you must get into trouble, do it at the Chateau Marmont. When it wants to, Hollywood can be exceptionally good at keeping its own secrets. The Chateau, with its own eccentric and highly personal history, was the perfect co-conspirator. With its external appearance of a castle or gothic fort, combined with its residential past, incredibly thick walls, discreet entry, and highly protective staff, who treated guests like members of the family, the Chateau Marmont became the ideal hideout. European guests found the architecture familiar and comforting. Sexual outsiders felt accepted, the emotionally shy were shielded, and anyone else with a reason to hide simply blended into the woodwork. From the start, there was the feeling of a shared sensibility. Greta Garbo felt comfortable here, as did Howard Hughes. Over the years, the Chateau Marmont has enjoyed a scandalous reputation. From rock and roll parties to illicit affairs, to hit songs and movies being written behind closed hotel doors, and even celebrities who checked in for their final bow before taking the last train to the afterlife. Every room tells a story, and here are just a few. The turning point for Chateau Marmont was when Horowitz sold his magical castle in 1931 to Albert Smith. The new owner had made his mark in Tinseltown by building one of the largest movie studios called Vitagraph and later sold it to Warner Brothers. The appeal to Hollywood insiders was Chateau Marmont was closer to the studios than the Beverly Hills Hotel and by the 1930s had such magnetic charm. The new owner, Smith, changed the Marmont from a long-term stay to a sexy overnight hotel, and as a cost-savings measure, started haunting estate sales and secondhand furniture stores for Victorian treasures to give the hotel its unique and elegant style. Every guest room was built differently, and it had its own personal energy, wrote L.A. Confidential. The only constant seemed to be the variation, that and mystery. One Golden Guest said the place had more doors than the funhouse at Ocean Park Pier. There were rooms, cubbyholes, and little niches at almost every turn. You never knew what you would find where or with whom. The Chateau Marmont was a getaway you could get away in. The Marmont had a dramatic effect on its guests, and their naughty behavior became legendary. <laughs> The first sordid tale took place in the lobby, while others say it was in front of the hotel. But in the late 1930s, after suffering a myriad of losses in Hollywood, writer F. Scott Fitzgerald, a Libra, had a heart attack somewhere on the grounds of the Marmont after suffering yet another blow to his career. 
Another story in 1956, actor Montgomery Clift, a Libra, checked into the Marmont to recuperate from a near-fatal automobile accident that occurred while he was in production on Raintree Country. The accident occurred as he was leaving a dinner party at the home of his co-star and close friend Elizabeth Taylor, a Pisces, at the top of Tower Road in Beverly Hills. He apparently missed a turn in the winding street and drove his car over a steep embankment. Taylor and her party arrived on the scene before the ambulance got there, and Taylor herself scrambled down the hill to the car. She found that Clift was unable to breathe and stuck her fingers down his throat to remove the obstruction, which turned out to be his broken teeth. Elizabeth Taylor later leased the penthouse so she could nurse her lover back to health. Many critics still call Clift and Taylor the most beautiful Hollywood couple of all time. There are quite a few memorable rock and roll stories about the Marmont. One stands out under the lead singer of The Doors, Jim Morrison. The former rock star resident of the hotel had many drunken adventures that found him either on the roof or terrace. The story goes one night he reportedly fell off, but was so high that he walked away without a scratch. He also supposedly spent the eighth of his nine lives falling off a drain pipe that he'd been using to try to swing in from the roof. The history of the hotel is long and varied, but by the late 1960s, the tales from Sunset Strip took a deadly turn. Rosemary's Baby, director Polanski, a Leo, lived at the Marmont in 1968 with his wife, Sharon Tate and Aquarius, before they moved to the Benedict Canyon house, where she was later murdered by the Manson gang on August 9, 1969. Polanski later took refuge at the hotel while facing charges of drugging and raping a 13-year-old girl. The next rock and roll tale is when the late John Bonham, a Gemini of Led Zeppelin, drove his Harley through the hotel lobby in the 1960s. Not a monogamous kind of guy, he also took his bike on a cruise through the Continental Hyatt House Hotel and the Andes West Hollywood. Sadly, Bonham was found dead on the morning of September 25, 1980, at Jimmy Page's house in Windsor, Berkshire, after a day of drinking and rehearsing. The coroner's report said he had 40 shots of vodka in his system and died of alcohol poisoning. Still, the Marmont continued to attract guests from both the light and dark side. Graham Nash, an Aquarius of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, has more fond memories of the time at his stay at the infamous hotel. He was quoted as saying, I went there for a night in 1971, and I stayed for five months. I was in between romances, I had just broken up with Joni Mitchell, and I was isolating myself in the chateau. I moved in with my electric piano and wrote a lot of good songs at the chateau. Southbound Train, Girl to Be on My Mind, Stranger's Room, which was Bungalow B. (laughs) 
1975, developer Raymond Sarlow was looking for a tax write-off when he and an associate paid $1 million for the Chateau Marmont. The old Normandy-style hotel was on the verge of foreclosure, with threadbare carpets, peeling wallpaper, and falling plaster. He fell in love with the place, said his wife. It became his mistress. A month after buying the hotel with his business partner, Sarlot moved in and oversaw its renovation over the next few years. The walls and floors were redone, tacky plastic fixtures were banished, pilfered antiques were replaced, and the pool was rebuilt. The new owners also added more guest bungalows, including the one where a famous actor would be found dead. One of the most notorious events in the Marmont history occurred on March 5, 1982, when SNL star John Belushi was found dead of a drug overdose in Bungalow 3. By 1982, John Belushi and Aquarius had begun hanging out with a less-than-reputable group of characters, namely one Kathy Smith, a Gemini, the former mistress of Gordon Lightfoot. The Smith-Lightfoot affair was a volatile one and was illustrated in the lyrics of his song Sundown, Lightfoot's number one hit and most lucrative song. She later became a backup singer for Leon Helm and the band. She was also a notorious rock groupie Attic and drug dealer. Real Reviews wrote John Belushi, Smith, and former SNL writer Nelson Lyon spent the evening partying together. The trio ingested massive quantities of liquor and snorted even larger quantities of cocaine. They stumbled all over West Hollywood looking for the next party and ended up at the secret nightclub above the Roxy called On the Rocks. From there, they walked next door to the Rainbow Room and ate. Belushi had a bowl of lentil soup, but began to feel sick and asked Smith to take him back to his room, Bungalow 3 at the Chateau Marmont. Smith said that Belushi asked her to shoot him up several times that night. While the couple sat around in a dazed state, two of his friends stopped by to see him. Comedian Robin Williams popped in and snorted a few lines of coke, but was creeped out by Smith. He thought she was a little too crusty for Belushi and wondered what he was doing with this lowlife. Williams bolted and told Belushi, If you ever get up again, call me. Sometime after 3 a.m., actor Robert De Niro knocked on Belushi's door. He had been playing tag with Belushi all night. The scene inside the room was not pretty, so De Niro decided to not stick around. John Belushi and Kathy Smith continued to shoot up until Smith decided she had to leave. She helped Belushi shower and put him to bed before taking off in his Mercedes. She noticed on the way out, though, that he was breathing funny. The next morning, John Belushi's personal trainer, Bill Superfoot Wallace, attempted to check on his friend. When he received no answer on the telephone, he went over to Belushi's bungalow. Inside, he found his friend in the fetal position on the bed, sheets twisted, and a pillow over his head. When Wallace threw the pillow aside, he saw Belushi's tongue sticking out of his mouth and a horrid discoloration of the body on one side where all of his blood had settled. Wallace attempted to resuscitate Belushi, but to no avail, his friend was dead. 
The official coroner's report stated that John Belushi had died from acute cocaine and heroin intoxication. He was only 33 years old. Kathy Smith was arrested and charged with first-degree murder for her role in the injection of the lethal doses that killed Belushi. She later bargained down to manslaughter and only spent 18 months in jail. If these walls could talk, what secrets would they reveal? And what stories would they tell? The Chateau Marmont is located on 8221 Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, California. And the hotel first opened its doors in 1929 as an exclusive Hollywood residence for bright young starlets. The dramatic history and address of the hotel are quite compelling. The powerful life path number of the building is a number four. It's a special place where the Hollywood elite believe they are safe and secure and is a perfect hideaway from prying eyes. The number four in the major arcana is the emperor and is the father figure of the tarot deck. He's the provider and protects and defends those he loves. In this case, Chateau Marmont was designed to keep the secrets of its guests, some of the most influential people in the world, and shield them from the paparazzi. However, the number four can be quite unpredictable and its energy has attracted unusual guests that have led to some extraordinary and supernatural experiences. Yes, everyone has a story about the dreamy yet haunted Chateau Marmont. The other important factor in its numerology history is the date the hotel opened, on February 1st, 1929. It equals to the number six. The meaning of the number six is about creative expression. Add a little gothic glamour, and you have the perfect hotel vibration and energy for one of the most fabulous places to play on the Sunset Strip. The decor of the hotel is equally artistic. Each room is unique and represents the room number's vibration, some exotic and rich, others moody and dark. Regarding karma, in numerology there are two types. One is debts and the others is lessons. The hotel's life path number four and six vibration make complicated friends who can quickly become mortal enemies. Together, they represent creative energy and joyfulness that can quickly turn superficial for those who have a thirst for the dark side. Over the years, this toxic energy has played Russian roulette with many of its famous guests. In fact, several rooms are claimed to be haunted. The first one is bungalow number three that is said to be haunted by John Belushi's spirit. What I find incredibly interesting is Belushi was born on January 24th, 1949, and had the life path number three. The number three vibration is the life of the party and is always about having fun. On the negative side, the number three likes to live life on the edge. Yes, Bungalow Three matched the comedian's big personality, charismatic energy, and insatiable desires. On March 5th, 1982, Belushi's trainer Bill Wallace tragically found him dead in Bungalow Three. What's even spookier is the comedian was 33 years old when he died. The night he died was a number one, and it represents a new life cycle, or for Belushi, an end to his physical life, but a new beginning in the afterlife. Just a coincidence, or were supernatural forces at work? The other two rooms believed to be haunted at Chateau Marmont are room number 64 and 79. If you're Hollywood A-list, the place that everyone loves to stay in is room 64, 
the penthouse. The number vibration of the room is one, and it's the ultimate power number. It begins and ends with you, and this energy allows you to bask in your own uniqueness. The two-bedroom penthouse has a marble hallway and an enormous wraparound terrace overlooking the Sunset Strip. However, it's rumored to be haunted by billionaire Howard Hughes, who would stay in the room so he could spy on starlets down at the pool. The final and most haunted bungalow of all is room 79. The number vibration of the room is seven and is the sign of the mystic. The staff reportedly tries to avoid this room because it's believed to be the most haunted. Guests have complained of furniture being moved, ghosts knocking at the door, and a floating head outside the window. The room was even made famous in the book by best-selling author Michael Connolly called The Drop. In the book, a man named George Irving checked into the Chateau Marmont and jumped, fell, or was pushed off his top floor terrace in room 79. No doubt, the hotel will continue to attract some unsavory characters, which only adds to its mystique. Every moment and every guest's check-in will continue to be noted in time, telling a complicated tale and revealing mystical facts about the person, room, and the story that will unfold during their stay. It turns out that it isn't just celebrities who've been on their worst behavior at this famed hotel. From time to time, the staff has been responsible for some dirty deeds as well. Kelly Ebert was hired at the hotel as a controller in 1993 and embezzled millions of dollars over a six-year span. In true Hollywood style, Ebert used a portion of the money to purchase celebrity memorabilia. He also had eight firearms in his home when he was arrested. In other Hollywood scandals, The Telegraph called the Chateau in an article, Sex, Death, and Great Room Service, which leads us to the tragic tale of photographer Helmut Newton. He was famous for taking photos of some of the most beautiful women in the world. Among them, Naomi Campbell, Claudia Schiffer, and Catherine Deneuve. He regularly would use the Chateau Marmont as his base of operations for shoots as well as a place to live. However, Destiny called Helmut Newton a Scorpio on January 23, 2004, when Moon was an erratic Aquarius. He was driving out of the hotel parking lot and lost control of his car, sending it speeding into a wall. He was rushed to the hospital but died shortly after. He was 83 years old. To this day, the Chateau continues to attract a certain kind of Hollywood crowd, which leads to a few infamous tabloid rumors that have been told. Legendary actor Dennis Hopper, a Taurus, reportedly had a 50-woman orgy at the hotel, which gives new meaning to his film, Easy Rider. One of the most popular rumors, but always denied, is a sexy elevator hookup between Benicio del Toro, an Aquarius, and Scarlett Johansson, a Sagittarius, the night before the 2004 Oscars. Another tale is during her public meltdown phase in September 2007. Britney Spears, the Sagittarius, 
was temporarily banned from the Marmont for smearing her face with food and disgusting hotel and dinner guests. Another tale is prior to his death, Heath Ledger, an Aries, was jet-setting from coast to coast and abusing drugs like many celebrities do. Unfortunately, he was caught on camera at a party in the hotel snorting cocaine that someone had handed him. On the tape, he can be heard saying, I'm going to get in serious shit from my girlfriend. We just had a baby three months ago. I shouldn't be here at all. Death heard his call, and sadly, he died of a drug overdose on January 22, 2008. Another scandalous tale includes Courtney Love, a Cancer, and Peaches Geldof, a Pisces. Love said that in 2010, four years prior to Geldof's death, she kicked her out of her hotel room at the Marmont when she showed up with 500 prescription pills. Hollywood bad girl Lindsay Lohan, a Cancer, shacked up at the hotel in the middle of her first drunk driving scandal and while she was filming the TV movie Liz and Dick. Lohan was later banned in 2012. She had been living in Suite 33. After racking up a hotel bill of over $46,000 on stuff like cigarettes, candles, iPhone chargers, and copies of Architectural Digest. Hip-hop group Death Grips moved into the Marmont after recording their incredibly brutal and jarring No Love Deep Web album and began creating a series of bizarre videos, taking dick pics, one that would later become the album cover, and even leaking their own major label debut. Of the hotel, they told Pitchfork magazine, there's another energy within that building. It sounds cliche and everybody says it's haunted, but we felt like the building was talking to us on a minute to minute basis. The most recent story, Angela Bassett of American Horror Story, asked the front desk if someone had cleaned her room in the middle of the night. The front desk denied being the late night housekeeper. Bassett told the story that she had left her clothes and jewelry out of sorts before going to bed. But once she woke up, everything had been put away neatly and things were tidy. No explanation was available other than she had a tidy ghost. Another writer researching a book on the rock band The Doors was in a hotel suite that the band had stayed in previously during the 1960s. He said he woke up during the middle of the night due to the sounds of a loud party. He opened the window and door to hear where the sounds were coming from. He quickly realized the noise was coming from his own room and was so spooked he checked out in the middle of the night. The history of the Chateau Marmont is a Hollywood tale of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Ask any guest who spent a few nights in one of the legendary rooms, and they will tell you the hotel is haunted. If you believe the stone tape theory, then certain buildings or materials can store records of past events. The idea that environmental elements can store traces of human thoughts or emotions was introduced by multiple 19th century scholars and philosophers as an attempt to provide natural explanations for supernatural phenomena. In the 20th century, the idea objects could store and play back past events 
was reintroduced in 1939 and 1940 by then SBR President H. H. Price. He speculated about psychic ether as an intermediate medium between spiritual and physical reality, which can enable objects to carry memory traces of emotions or experiences from the past. Has the dead starlet's energy from the hotel's past created mental impressions of emotional or traumatic events, like John Belushi's drug overdose or Jim Morrison's drunken escapades that are then haunting unsuspecting guests at night? We may never know the real answer to many of these questions, but it only adds to the mystique and charm of Hotel Marmont. One night at the Chateau Marmont is still considered the ultimate Hollywood experience. The romantic castle on the hill rises above Sunset Strip, where actors, musicians, writers, and the affluent continue to hole up in this luscious paradise night after night for an evening of debauchery and a little fun. Steeped in rock and roll history, few places evoke old Hollywood glamour quite like the Chateau Marmont, with its delicious flamboyance and its seductive charm. The hotel has gained legendary status for its cast of characters who temporarily call the glittery oasis home. Ranging from rock stars like Jim Morrison and Anthony Kiedis, to actors Heath Ledger, Lindsay Lohan, and even Robert De Niro, who enjoyed his stay in the penthouse so much that he extended it for two years. Not to mention the ghosts of Marilyn Monroe, Howard Hughes, John Belushi, and Jim Morrison, who haunt their favorite rooms at night, which only adds to its mystique. No doubt in the coming years, the hotel will continue to have a starring role in Hollywood as one of the most sought-after places by the rich and famous, and even the dead. Chateau Marmont, you can check out at any time you like, but you can never leave. (laughs) 